0: One. Welcome back, Clocks on the Stove. I believe Zach said episode 94, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Almost at the big triple digits. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh you, your usual host, myself, Christian Fisher with me, Mr. Zachary Watts, who was actually doing this podcast out of my sister's bedroom. Um, mm. because he's in town and we didn't have a room. Um, so That's shout out Messena. I really hope our viewers don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out, shout out Masena, Fair for letting Zach use her room. Um, also. Yeah. Let's get into why we're here. UFC 291. Dustin Fourier. Justin gave too two for the UFC BMF baddest motherfucker title of the world. Super cringe, but definitely helps get the uh, not MMA followers. You know, your typical everyday sports guys uh, into this fight, I believe in Salt Lake city, Utah, banger of a card banger of a card um zach before we dive in you have anything you'd like to state
1: um yeah you know, i i am wearing all black right now um so for our viewers that might seem a little weird but um it's because i'm dressed for the occasion and i'm praying for jan blockowitz's funeral although i have nothing against yon um my Pereira, like what i envision is Pereira wins and then Izzy moves up to fight Pereira for the vacant belt. So then you have the trilogy fight and you have Pirelli, um, excuse me, Adesanya's double champ status on the line.
0: And you think that's what the UFC low-key wants?
1: Not even low-key. Dana probably like sits in a room at night and just like applies lube to his head. And he just rubs his head thinking about it. He's like, We oh need Pereira man. to win. We need Pereira to win. Yeah, he's literally gonna make it illegal. For he he's he's gonna tell Jan under the table, he goes. For every round you don't shoot a takedown, I'm gonna pay you a million
0: dollars. Yeah, I was about to speak straight boxing.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see in the like We'll we'll get to that fight later. We'll we'll start talking about that fight later.
0: Yeah, let's dive in. Um, we're only talking about one prelim, and it's a prelim you already can think of, Mister Derek the Black Beast Lewis coming in at a plus one ninety fighting Marcos Rodrigo de Lima coming in at minus two thirty. Mm. Derek Lewis 26, 11 and zero. Lima, twenty one nine and one, Lewis is on a little skiddy skid. Um, you know he Ooh. goes on this tear where he his only loss was you know DC. Then he got knocked out by Junior Dos Santos, which everyone was like, "Oh, that's weird." Then he went on a tear of wins again. Then got knocked out by Cyril GON, who we all thought he was going to beat, and then beats Dawkins. And they're like, oh, he's back. He's Gucci. Like, he's fine. And then gets knocked out by Taito Uvasa, gets knocked out by Sergei Pavlovich. and then loses via submission to Sp- 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 Spivog. Um, so he's not doing too hot. You know, he's not doing too hot. I don't know this guy he's fighting, though. Yeah, I,
1: have I, I, I haven't seen a lot of his fights. I mean, in the dude's last three, I'm I mean, he's two and one. He lost to Ivanov. Um, by unanimous decision back in May 7th of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this is more so to just allow Derek Lewis to get a win and be entertaining on the mic to, like, keep build fans. The a little. Yeah, build the card a little. You know, you, you can't go wrong after Derek Lewis win. You, you never know what he's going to say. It's a little loose cannon. You know, he may talk about how, the temperature of his balls. He may or may not refer, reference other women. Um, or he may just completely shit on the Brazilian people for some reason because that's that's just the kind of guy Derek Lewis is. You know, he really doesn't care and won't hold anything back. So you're you're sure to be in for a good post-game speech if he wins.
0: Have you heard the story of um, when a guy tried to break into his car? And
1: he beat him to death?
0: He just videotapes the guy getting into his car, flips the camera on himself, ends the video, and the video picks up and it's just him handing him to the police. <laughs> He's just like handing the guy over like a corpse. Oh my God. I
1: I don't know what would be worse. Like, just imagine the thought process of like, yeah, I'm going to break into this guy's car. Oh shit, the guy whose car I'm breaking into caught me. Oh shit, it's Derek Lewis.
0: Mm. Oh shit, it's a 6'5", 300 pound black man. Oh, shit, it's Derek Lewis.
1: <laughs> yeah, not a, not the best way your day could go, if I may add. Possibly, quite possibly one of the worst days you could be having, um, personally. But then again, I've never had my ass beat by Derek Lewis, so I couldn't speak from experience. Not yet, at least.
0: So We're looking at this fight, Zach. What are we thinking? You know, obviously, it's going to be a big psychological thing for Derek. You think about that stuff. If you want to say you do, you don't. You do. Um, you're going to think about, you know, your skid that you've had. Um, the other thing I'm looking at, too, is he's talking about how he's cutting weight for this fight, and he's on a nutrition meal, and he's, like, way healthier, and he, he's joking that he has abs. I don't know if this is truth or this is him, like, distracting the fact that, like, oh, I don't care about, you know, I, I've changed, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's really hard for me to tell because I don't know much about Dilema at all, Um, but... 17 of his 21 wins are by finish. So, somebody's, somebody, this fight's not going to the decision.
1: Yeah. Derek Lewis isn't really known for his um, fights going to decision, especially fights that are winnable for him. I definitely think he still possesses that just one punch knockout power like he always has. Um, I did see his weigh in video. He did show a lot slimmer figure. Uh, It was really surprising, and then I don't know. They just posted the video, not even thirty minutes ago. So um, we'll try to repost that on our page. But I was looking at that and I was laughing because it kind of looks like he like just painted on abs a little bit. Like I can't Uh tell, but just like just really good makeup job. But he does feature a little slimmer figure. I don't know if that's just from his dieting. I don't know if his cardio has improved uh, a lot over the past like training camp or so because. You know he's always made references to say, like, you know, I really need to get my ass back on that bike because I need I need to get my cardio up. But you know, at the same time, like if you're winning and you trust in your abilities, I don't feel like you need to change much. I feel like he's at that point of his career as well where like he's not necessarily like belt chasing where like Tony is, where like Tony's mindset is always like five five win streak get in title fat. It's what we're shooting for. Like Derek I think that's Lewis awesome though. I'm not gonna lie, I do think that's awesome. I do I do think it's awesome that you can have that confidence in yourself. But uh, I do still respect the guys like Derek Lewis and some of these other fighters that realize a title may not be in their cards at the moment. So they're just going out there.
0: He still wants to get back to being a top five fighter in the world.
1: Oh yeah. No, he's always going to go out there and do his best. But like, I don't think it's like a lingering thought in his mind where he's like, I need to have that like number next to my name or like, I need to have it. It's just, he's going out there to prove it for himself. He doesn't really like care about any of the other shit that comes with it. obviously, the higher your rank, the better your payouts are going to be for your fights. But at the same time, I'm I'm sure he makes good money where he's at right now. Stay let's
0: talk way. about um. Let's talk about what people really want to hear, Zach. Let's talk about what do you think is going to happen in this fight? Who do you have winning, and how? Um, you know, I want
1: to say Derek Lewis. I'm going to say Derek Lewis second round finish. I was interested to say the third. But I just feel like if the fight goes to the third anyway, Lewis probably isn't winning. Um, He is an underdog as well. So if I do see him winning as an underdog, he's probably going to have to catch the dude. And he tends to catch his opponents earlier rather than later. Most of his knockout wins come in the earlier rounds of the fights. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Derek Lewis second round knockout.
0: So I'm really torn because I want to say Derek Lewis, but it's just really hard. To hop on that Derek Lewis train right now. I also have never heard of this Dilema guy. I am not going to I am I am not going to pick a winner. I'm just gonna pick the fight will go under two and a half.
1: Fair. I like that. I like that. I it's just whenever. it maybe just some prejudice on my part, but Every time I see that like Brazilian flag next to anyone's name, I'm like, yep, this guy's gonna leg kick this dude into oblivion and either submit him or just get a decision win. I just don't, like Brazilians to me just don't like scream knockout power compared to like
0: your are well, He's got 16 of them, 13 of them. So,
1: well, he's a heavyweight. So they they yeah. tend to pack a harder punch. Well,
0: let's tap into the reason why everyone's here, the reason why we're really here too. Our main card of the evening, starting us off at the welterweight division, Michael Chiesa coming in at a plus 125 at 18-6-0 versus Kevin Holland coming in at a minus 150, 24-9-0. I want to double-check this before I say something stupid. No, I'm right. This is Michael Chiesa's first fight in two years. I am a Michael Chiesa stan, 100%. I'm not going to lie to you. I am a huge fucking fan of both him and Kevin Holland, and it really sucks to see one of them lose Saturday. I'm not. Yeah,
1: kidding. Terrence McKinney said it best in his tweet. You know, he get this is the first fight he's watched where he has to watch his old wrestling coach take on his current teammate, and he's gonna be happy for whoever wins, but he's gonna be distraught for whoever loses. It's like exactly
0: he's, how I feel. I mean, yeah. I I'm obviously not to the extreme of Terrence McKinney, but yeah. I I feel that same way. Um, I, so Chiesa went on a little tear, you know, he beat Condit, uh, Diego, uh, Diego Sanchez, Rafael De Sanchez, and Neil Magny. And then they were like, all right, him versus Vicente Luque was supposed to be the fight. That's like, the, this is the next guy. Like this guy's going to crack the top five and he shit the bed and got submitted by Vicente. Then he got ragdolled by Sean Brady and then he took two years off. Got some surgeries, you know. Um, He's a family man, probably spent some time with his kids. Like, got his shit figured out together. Um, But Kevin Holland is another guy. I feel like they're kind of in the same fucking shoes, to be honest. Kevin Holland went on a little run. Lost to Hamzat um, on a bullshit fight. Lost to Stephen Thompson in a war. And then fought uh, Santiago and whooped his ass. It's it's like two guys in the same journey, in my opinion, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. The way I kind of view it is, you know, Kevin Holland never really needs a number by his name to, like, be respected as a fighter. Everyone knows this man shows up for anybody and just goes out there. And, you know, like, you know his skill set. You know with his, like, kung fu background, how good he is and just what he's capable of. And, you know, with Chiesa... I know it's been a while. I know it's finally bouncing back, but it's just really hard to place my money on anyone other than Kevin Holland, considering what he's been able to accomplish in the UFC and really any fight he loses. You can always point to just like something in the fight or something about the fight that would explain um, why the fight went one way or the other. You know, when I look at his wonder boy fight, it was just a lack of respect for the old vet. You know, he just well, he didn't also think,
0: broke his hand.
1: Yeah, he broke his hand, but you know, just he even said in the fight, he's like, "I had no idea this man was this fast at forty years old." And then with the out fight, it was just like that was a complete mismatch to begin with, and dude took it on what that night notice because they had some back out in the yeah. last second, it was yeah. like some complete buffoonery um, that occurred. No,
0: That's because Komsat missed weight by eight pounds.
1: Yeah, which I still think is BS. I because like I still think it's I, inside of a job. Yeah, the fact that you could have like six fighters agree on switching around um, who they're fighting on the night of the fight just seems a little too far-fetched, in my opinion. Um, But like I said, just seems too good to be true. But regardless, I am going to lean towards Kevin Holland in this fight. I'm more of a fan than him. It is a pick more so from my heart than my mind. I just don't know how well Chiesa is going to be, given his time off and recovering from those injuries. I don't really know what he has in store. I mean, he's still a ranked fighter. So obviously they still respect him and his abilities. And I understand that, but you know, I think Kevin Holland has all the tools to get it done. Um, especially given his style with his stand up.
0: I see this fight going two ways and I really, it's really hard for me to see it any other way. I see Michael Kiesa ragdolling him for three rounds and just like putting the hands on him. Cause Kiesa's that's what he's good. That's what he does. No, I think that's why I like him so much. Is I like his style is what I want at the highest level. Like he's 18 6 and 0, and 11 of his 18 wins are submissions. Like he just ragdolls people. And some call it boring, but like he's he he goes for the finish and like, he goes for submissions every single time and he damages people. I think that that's one outcome, or I think Kevin Holland peppers him and puts him away with him too. Um. I, those are the only two things I can see. I can't see Holland winning a decision, and I don't – Michael Kiesa's not – Michael Kiesa's zero knockouts. He's not yeah. going to knock out Kevin Holland. Um, but if I had a, a gun to my head, I think I'm going to go with Michael Kiesa decision. I think he's going to – I think he should take him down a ragdoll. Now, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world for him to shoot a takedown with his head down or fucking pop an arm in there and get caught in a triangle because Kevin Holland is a submission master. I just think that the control of the fight – I think Chiesa needs to slow down his entry versus when he fought. Um, versus when he fought Luke, he kind of rushed it because he got like, "I need, I need to get down." But I think he, I think he's gonna get the job done.
1: Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I think it's, it's not that I think Chiesa doesn't have the tools to get it done with his wrestling. I just feel like Kevin Holland, you know is going to be able, especially if he lands his shots early and he's able to, like, maintain the range and not do anything stupid. I mean, obviously mistakes happen. It's fighting. Like, you got – like, Sean Strickland said it best. He goes, it's not fun fighting these high-caliber guys because you know you have to be perfect the night of your fight. Like, if you're not perfect, you're going to go to sleep. Like, that's just how good everyone is. But, you know, I, I just can't put my money anywhere other than Kevin Holland. He's just my guy.
0: No, I dude, like I said at the beginning of this, I hate that someone has to lose. I I love Kevin Holland. Yeah. But I just realistically think he can he has no wrestling defense and Michael Kessler is unbelievably good wrestling. Fair enough. Our next fight is honestly, the only fight where people talk talked shit and the only fight where people have like beefed a little is Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Tony Ferguson coming in plus three hundred. That's insane to say, those words. I'm sorry. Um, 26 8 versus Bobby Green coming in at a minus 390. That is fucking disrespectful. Bobby Green 29 14 1. Both these guys are vets, both been in the UFC so long. They both fought the who's who's of the division. These are just two guys that like they just want to bang, bro. Um, there's been a little bit of beef. Tony Ferguson called out Bobby Green, said that he texted me on Father's Day trying to talk. shit. Bobby Green's like, Uh, you haven't heard about this. Tony Ferguson said he got a text from Bobby Green on Father's Day. I was like, this El Kikui? Me he was like, yeah. He goes, I think I'm your opponent. And Tony was like, and he's trying to get in my head and play games on Father's Day. So I was texting him back, happy Father's Day, brother. And then it took a couple hours. And he texted me back, happy Father's Day. He goes, and then I see him in the back before this press conference. And he's looking at me like all scared and timid and not saying things. He goes, and you can feel, He said, when you're a guy of my caliber, you can feel when, when someone's timid and, and, and afraid of you. And Bobby Green was like, and then they interviewed Bobby Green about it later. And he was like, bro, I just found out I was fighting Tony, went into my phone, and, and I had a contact that called El Kakui, And I was just trying to see if it was actually him or not. He goes, it's not that deep. Um, and he's like, I ain't scared. Um, you know, he had a crazy outfit on, too. Bobby Green's flash They're both super flashy, which is why this fight's going to be fun. They both have good uh, – they both are capable of banging. Um Damn, I don't know. Let's look at Tony. Tony's on a really bad skid right now. Uh, I mean, he went 12 and 0 and now he's 0 and 5.
1: Mm. Yeah, dude, I heard people talking about Tony having one of the most uh fraudulent like runs in the UFC. Like I I was like, mm. I was like I know he's been on a skid recently, but you know, it, <laughs> th- like this is a man at one point where everyone was like Confirmed believers that he was the man to beat Khabib. Like, yeah, well,
0: no, they, they, there was a whole, like, fucking, like, group of people that are like, yeah, he's the Messiah. Like, he's going to defeat Khabib. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna do his – he's going to scoop fake sand off the ground and blow it in his face. And dude, but like, he's and... being, he, like, he's being Danny Castillo, Glenn Santabo, uh, Josh yeah. Thompson, Edson Barbosa, Lando Venata, RDA, Kevin Lee, Anthony Pettis, Donald Cerrone. And Khabib backed out on him twice. No, no, once was Tony, I think. But still, it's like... Hold hey, on, brother. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't ducked nobody. And then after that, he fought Gaethje, Oliveira, Darius, and Chandler. And then the DS fight was bullshit. But that also had to do what with did, the fucking... What did he do? What What did... And, they- Dana was like, this is your fight. I think <laughs> it's that he doesn't say no. I think, I think Tony goes up to Dana and goes, what's the absolute hardest fucking fight you could give me that they'll say yes? And they're like... This guy and just take it. I want it. And let's not forget. And I think this gets under. It just never gets spoken about. Really, he tore his ACL, and then six months later, beat Anthony Pettis's ass. Some people don't fight for like two years after tearing their ACL. He did it in six months, and he whooped his ass.
1: Yeah, dude. I uh, I was on Twitter recently, and somebody brought back the man. I really miss the era uh, era of like the. Man, Tony Ferguson, the type of guy to type of memes. And they no, were like, they're like, the hmm. best is like
0: Tony Ferguson, type of guy to hide as a bear in Dagestan and get be to fight him.
1: <laughs> My favorite one was the Harvard one. Hold on, brother. I'm learning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, and then it's, uh, and then it's Luke Rockwood, like, you need to do your fucking homework. <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, dude, this can be a really fun fight. Uh it sucks though, but I don't see any way in which Tony wins. The not only way I can see the, <laughs> the only way I could see it is if he tries to make it a wrestling match and there's lay on him, but like he's gonna get peppered by by Bobby Green. Bobby Green throws with volume. He throws a shit ton of strikes every round.
1: Yeah, my my only disappointment is I think Bobby's gonna put on so much pressure that we're not gonna see Tony's like weird little antics like the scoop the ground like below like blow it in the your ankle face.
0: like he scoops and kiss the ankle he,
1: yeah he does like a random imanari roll or like he'll like throw a back elbow from like eight feet away and and his opponents are usually just like what the fuck is going on right now like give me 12 feet away from this man at all times but yeah i i just kind of see where it's it's just more so like tony fucks around for like a round or two while bobby just kind of like Gets a rhythm of like what the fuck is happening here, mm-hmm. and then like second, third round, he's like, "All right, I like I don't I don't want to do this anymore. It's like, getting kind of boring." And then just, I would say I would say starches Tony, but the problem is Tony's head is made out of
0: non-human bones. Um,
1: and also, I think that,
0: Bobby doesn't really start people. He kind of just like kills them, with, like he just drowns them in decisions.
1: Yeah, and like Tony's the type of guy that try that thinks blocking punches with his face is a very effective method of fighting. Um, by all means, in a street fight, that'll work if you can break the guy's hand. But uh, in MMA, unfortunately, they don't give you points for blocking shots with your face. So
0: I also love the um, I also love the era of Tony. Damn, my eyelashes bother me. I also love the era of Tony where he just carried a baseball with him everywhere. Like there was no rhyme or reason; he just always had a baseball. You never seen those? No. Yeah, like a like a little five month era where he had like an arm sleeve on all the time and a baseball, and he'd just be like, "I remember man. the arm." Yeah, press conferences. Like he's like doing a face-off with Khabib and he's just like bouncing a baseball in his hand. And everyone's like, what the fuck? But that's Tony. Do I think he's a psychopath? Absolutely. But fuck, man, when when Tony's good, it's good in the UFC. But there, I'm gonna go Bobby Green decision.
1: Yeah. Um we talk about our delusions. I brought it up earlier, how Tony Ferguson was like a lot of people were asking, like Tony, you plan on uh, retiring after this fight? And he goes, Nah, man, five wins in a row and a title shots in my future. And we're just like, we're like, brother, have you seen what what life's been like for you lately in the octagon? I saw a really like, really
0: good tweet about this the other day, and it was like, Tony Ferguson's on the BJ Penn wave. He um he's fully there mentally, and he has the confidence. Like he's like like there's some fighters that they've become worse not because of their skill, but because of their mental. Like it's, that happens all the fucking time. He's not that. It's the opposite. It's his body. He's yeah. mentally there. He understands what to do, what not to do. He knows what's going on. Well, he's not mentally there, like, like stable, but, like, fighting-wise.
1: Okay. I don't think Tony's ever been, like, yeah, mentally yeah. there. But he's,
0: he's, like, his confidence is there. He believes in himself, which is huge. But his body can't do it, bro. He's been in too many fucking wars.
1: Um, yeah. I literally watched this man soul leave his body and he like shook it off. He like no, no, it,
0: it like went to leave and he put it back. He like pulled it back in. He's, he's like, not on, brother. brother. Yeah, hold on, brother. Hold hold on, brother. We're <laughs>
1: fighting. <laughs> hold on, brother. We're fighting. So I was like, please, please, your chin, your yeah, your face He's one of the most
0: moveable guys in MMA. But yeah, I fucking love Tony. But let's uh this next fight, we don't know what's happening yet. Um, as far as I know, I'm gonna double check real quick with on my Twitter. But as far as I know, um, they don't know if it's happening yet. Yeah. um... So two hours ago, John Anik tells us that negotiations as to whether Pereira versus Wonderboy will happen could go into the afternoon. So the fight that's supposed to happen is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fighting Michel Pereira in the welterweight division in our feature fight of the night. Stephen Thompson at minus 140 coming in at 17, 6 and 1. Micha Panera, 28-11-0 and at plus 120. Both guys. Super fun to watch. Super fun to watch. Panera's got that... What's that style he does? Um, Capoeira. Yeah, Capoeira. Yeah, and it's just like flips and weird shit. Um, They
1: try to get into that flow
0: state where they like rhythm dance. And (laughs) Steven Thompson is one of the greatest strikers to ever step planet Earth. Um, But... He's I an to weight by three pounds today. And usually if it's like a pound or two, the guys are like, we'll take it. But I don't know if this is a Wonderboy thing. It could be a UFC thing too. You know what I mean? Like they could be like, yeah, you just can't fight. I don't really know the logistics in that. Um, but I do know that as of right now, the card is currently not set to happen. And it's not like it's a, Oh, it's not happening. It's a, in negotiations onto what will happen. Zach, yeah. two questions for you. First, If you're Steven Thompson, do you accept this fight knowing that he weighed in three pounds heavier? Second, what do you think happens if they do fight?
1: First and foremost, uh, I really just got to think about what Thompson's, like, future plans are. Like, if you want to make one last run for the belt, and I look, I know he's one and two in his past three with losses to Burns and Bilal, but you know, if you're getting up there in age, you know, you don't have that much time left and you really want to make a pursuit for the belt. I don't think it's in your best plan to fight a guy that's that much lower than you in the rankings who also miss weight. Like, it's just, it it's a fight that really isn't going to play in your favor. I mean, if you're in it for the fans and the money's sake of it, you're already getting a percentage of the guy's purse. Mm-hmm. You also run the benefit of getting your win bonus and you're, what, the fight you're the feature
0: what the is feature it fight you're the feature, yeah, you're the feature the
1: fight before the main event so like the pay-per-view money is going to be there for you so i mean it all just depends on what you, your future holds like personally i would love to watch him fight i would love to watch wonder boy go in there and put on a show he's never disappointed in that aspect and i'm never i never think going into a wonder boy fight like oh man this is going to be a fucking doozy like i've never thought that so you know, I would love to still see it happen. I think he would w- get the win regardless. But like I said, if the risks aren't worth the reward, then obviously he knows best. Um, But, you know, I'm going to remain optimistic. I hope he takes a fight anyway and just beats the guy's ass just to be like. Be sick, yeah. Take your yeah, money just, and whoop your ass. Yeah. Talk about a oh, double whammy. Maybe uh, don't miss weight next time, though.
0: I do completely agree with you, though. This is one of the few cases. So normally I'm like, fight him, fight him, fight him. But this is one of the few cases where you're right. This is Wonder Boy's last shot at running the title which I think he legitimately can do. Yeah. Um, but if he takes this fight and loses, and let's say it's because Beneta is so much bigger than he thought, that's going to fuck him. You know, and he's, he's not in a state where he's like, oh, I, I can lose here and keep going. No, like he's too old. Like this is his last shot. Now, can he keep fighting? Absolutely. But he's not, he's going to just be your your gatekeeper after this. Yeah. Um, It's already a hard fight to take in general as it is. I I don't know. I I it's really hard to state not knowing the behind the scenes of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um
1: yeah, I I, I don't want to see Wonderboy take on that role of just like because you're starting to end that you're entering that point of his career where like if he loses this, he immediately enters that like the journeyman. Yeah. Like, journeyman. like if you be
0: Wonder Boy, you're a top 10 guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like every time he fights, you get the you get the same like track card by the commentators where they're like, "This has been a a vet in the UFC for years." To come, that just lets you know like this is this is the other this is the opponent's like prove it fight.
0: Yeah, right exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it's just prove it fight. It's like, oh, we're gonna give you someone that's like real in the UFC now. Like this guy's been doing this, but yeah, I just I can't be Wonderboy Boy like that yet. You know, maybe it maybe it's my age just rebuking that fact. Um, but I would like to see see him make one more run, uh, especially if he gets a win the Who
0: do you think uh takes it if they do fight?
1: Wonderboy, probably decision though. I just think their styles are too or at least Pereira's is a little weird. You know, Brazilians are always kind of like loosey goosey like to dance around too much. But you know, Wonder Wonder Boy ain't the type to refuse a tango.
0: You know, he'll he'll get he'll down dance. a bit. Yeah, he'll dance. Yeah, he'll he'll dance.
1: He likes to dance from time
0: to time. I, uh, so. I think Wonderboy wins a really boring decision. That's my opinion on this fight. I know they're and both by- awesome and electric, but sometimes when you get to that, it becomes boring because they're both so hesitant. I think he's just going to win with... A boring. lot of fame. Yeah, yeah it's going to, to be a shit ton of... Uh, 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 uh. But uh, he's going to beat him with just a basic jab cross kick. I think I think that's going to happen. is going to try to do too much, and and so Wonderboy's going to keep it simple. He's the king of basics, bro. Like, he's the greatest... Basic striker of all time. Like, yeah. not in a negative way. Like, I'm not shitting on him. I'm saying he doesn't throw crazy, stupid stuff. He, everything he throws is purposeful. He's smart. Yeah. So, smart. um that's what I'm taking. The fight we want to talk about probably the most is this mm-hmm. next one. is our co-main cool event of the evening mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Jan Blachowicz, Blachowicz, Jan, former UFC World World Champion. Coming in at minus 115, 29, 9, Damn he's had a lot of fights. Versus the former middleweight king, Alex Be- Boatán Pereira, coming in at 7, 2, and 0, minus 105. It's basically even odds. It's Pereira's first fight in the UFC light heavyweight. But don't remember, don't forget this. Remember, he fought at heavyweight in kickboxing. So he's used to the size. Uh two world champions going at it. You know, also, don't forget Jan lost his title to the best friend and teammate of Alex Pereira, Glover Teixeira. Zach, Mm. I'm going to let you talk about it because I know you're a huge Pereira stan, and you've definitely been probably more hyped for this one than the main event.
1: Yeah, uh, rightfully so. I just think the UFC has a lot riding on this fight. You know, what I'm most excited for, especially in this, is the UFC has yet to give Pereira uh, like a dominant wrestler. In any regards. Like they haven't given him anyone that, like, I, I'm not gonna go out this go out there and say, you know, Jan is like a set in stone wrestler, doesn't do any other ways, because we've seen how devastating Jan's stand-up is, especially with his leg kicks. What really interests me about this fight is how these guys are going to utilize their leg kicks and this, because I've never seen anyone check as many leg kicks as Pereira. And I've also seen two guys with this strong and fast of leg kicks before. So they're literally probably just going to stand in the pocket and literally dismantle each other's legs, both for different reasons. I think Jan wants to slow Prayer down so that way he can set him up for takedowns and kind of just smother him. Whereas I think Pereira wants to utilize his leg kicks to keep the fight at a good distance and then hopefully chop that leg down so that he can't shoot for takedowns as much. You know, I view Izzy and Pereira very similar in regards to, like, their fighting styles. And we already saw how Izzy and Jan went down. But the difference is, is Izzy didn't even try to go up and make weight. Whereas Pereira, this so is he now.
0: tried. He just, he walks around 205.
1: Yeah. Pereira the, the, walks did,
0: around, he, like, 230.
1: Yeah. But when Izzy, like, walks in with, like, a box of pizza and he's like, like, it, it shows that, like, he really didn't, like, was like, I'm going to try to bulk up as much as I can and then them. down. he was like, I trust my weight. I just won't cut. Which was, like. It's understandable, like, if you know your own body and you're comfortable, like, with where you're at and you trust your abilities, more than fine. The only problem is he found out the hard way that there are some big bitches yeah. um, at light heavyweight. A
0: big jump from middleweight to light heavyweight. Yeah,
1: and, you know, I'm just most excited to see Pereira at this size because with that weight gain, guys are a little bit slower than they were down in middleweight. So if they're a little more of a stationary target, his left, his left hook is going to literally blow people's heads off you know,
0: you know he's a lefty that fights uh orthodox, orthodox because yeah he, he, he wants his, he values his hook more than his cross
1: yeah and he's like i would rather just like have a stronger jab that i can just like fire off at any given second rather than just sit back and i mean it's not like it's that much of a difference like the dude's cross and his like oh he hands. switches
0: yeah he switches stances hello too yeah he's so fluid like
1: yeah he's just an insane martial artist um i do hope this fight goes to the ground at one point because i want to at least see his grappling ability i know he took izzy down but that was more just like a yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> like that was more so like a, i joined this sport later and i'm going to be you in the aspect that we didn't yeah. even fight out before so i enjoyed that but you know I, same thing how we brought up these other fights this fight goes a definitive one or two ways Pereira absolutely starches him in one of the most insane knockouts we've seen all year. And it's probably going to win performance of the night or knockout of the night. Or Yan is going to make this extremely boring and never let this man like not snip the canvas. Like he's just going to stuff him in the ground and wrestle fuck him the entire time, which can't hate him for it. Cause I'm going to be honest. If anyone is smart enough, they wouldn't stand with me. Yeah, I would that not
0: stand in front of Alex Pereira
1: ever, yeah. ever. Like in any circumstance, like, if you get the thought in your mind that, like, yeah, I could take this guy with my hands, he'll probably kill you.
0: But he'll let you throw a punch, and then he'll smile, and then your soul, he won't even touch you, your soul would just leave your body. <laughs> you just suck it up from the yeah. other side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just stand there, <laughs> and you're like, what's going on? And your soul is <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, they
1: do the they do the face off prayer, isn't even saying anything, and Yon is just like withering away, and they're like, What are you doing?
0: That's not allowed, it's not the rules. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, this is another fight that it sucks to see someone lose. I like both these guys a lot. Um, I like Jan a lot. He grew on me so much after he won the title, and I like Pereira a lot. They're both strong, big motherfuckers, dude. Go rewatch uh, Jan Blachowicz versus um, Dom Reyes. He hits one kick on Dom and it bruises up his whole ribcage from <laughs> one kick. From one fucking kick, dude. Um, he's just a monster. Some other factors I want to talk about, too, is this is not going to be a fight where Jan is going to uh, be bigger than Pereira. He might be, like, a little thicker and, like, have a little more comfortability at that weight. But Pereira is not it, – it's not like he went from being an average middleweight to a small light heavyweight. No, he went from being the biggest middleweight of all fucking time to a normal size light heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> – He's
1: fighting where he's supposed to be. He literally yeah. was just sacrificing his body to go after Izzy. He yeah. was like,
0: He's like, they're like, oh, breaking news. Israel is going 170. He's like, I must do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's like, he has surgery to, like, shorten his femurs <laughs> and, like, become shorter.
0: Israel Adesanya like, like, be- retires and takes up <laughs> bowling to Alex Pereira in the next lane. <laughs> no, but yeah, I love, I, I they do respect each other, too. I think it's mostly just jokes. Because, you know, Pereira doesn't like talking shit. He's like, yeah. he, he's like a really nice guy. He looks scary, but he's like a really, like, Wholesome dude. Yeah. The other thing Izzy, I am really, oh, sorry, you
1: go. Yeah, I was gonna say, Izzy also said in an interview, uh, I think it was on MMA hour, that he predicts Prayer is gonna win via knockout. He goes, he will knock him out. He goes, he's literally me, but bigger. Yeah. <laughs> he's like um, hey.
0: <laughs> the other thing I like about him is like he's Brazilian, but he's more Amazonian. Like he he wears all the paints, they go and worship, like he's just a fucking scary dude. That being said. If Izzy couldn't stop his takedowns and all these other guys couldn't stop his takedowns, it's really easy to see Jan just go in there and take him down and, and destroy him for three rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So give me Poeton by yeah, fucking uh, knockout. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm what gonna we're rocking, baby. Blonde, Jan's going to go in there. I'm telling you, this is exactly how it's going. I have the vision. I have the fucking vision. Jan's going to go out there. Jan should go out there and ragdoll him, Loki. He should. Jan's going to go out there. He's going to try to dance with him. He's going to get hit once and be like, Fuck this. Take him down first round. Poeton's going to have trouble getting up. He's going to get up. Boom, bingo. Second round comes. Jan's going to get stuffed, get a little tired. Going to try again. Knocked out. Gone. Poeton, raise his hands. I'm telling you, bro. I'm fucking telling you. I don't know what it is, but I'm so confident that he's going to win. I also think having your teammate, like you're, you're, like you have teammates and then you have your training partner. Like you have your, your guy. You know what I mean? Like you have teammates and then you have your guy. His guy is Glover. Who beat who beat him? Who beat Jan. So you don't think he knows what to fucking do? I mean, he did it. Also, I don't know if you guys know this. Clover's pretty fucking good at grappling. He's definitely gonna help him out of his defense. Um, and Sean Strickland's been working with him. I mean, Sean's wrestling's not great, but I mean it's still you you see the success that Sean had recently and knowing that he's been working with Pereira, like I said, success spreads. So Give me Poetan by fucking murder. And I love Jan, dude. He's a great family guy, and he's a really wholesome guy, and I really fucking respect him and like him a lot. Uh, it's just the Poeton era, bro. Yeah, It's the I, Alex Pereira era in the UFC, baby. One of the
1: things that I've gotten from re-watching Pereira's fights, because um, him and Izzy are very similar uh, with their style of kickboxing, but what really differentiates between the two is Izzy's more of that counter-striker where, like, he'll let you expose yourself, and then he'll counter-strike and have very precise and effective punches to take you down. Pereira is a extremely aggressive kickboxer. This man is constantly pushing forward. And I think, you know, it, it does play into wrestlers a little bit because, like, if you press too hard, sets up for easy takedowns. But I think Pereira is smart enough to where, like you said, I think Pereira with that front left hand, I think he's going to catch him with a jab or a hook. It's going to stun Yon. Jan. Yon's going to be like, holy shit. He's like, I, I don't want any part of this. He's like, I do not want to dance. And he's going to get a little too lazy with the takedowns, or he's not going to be able to set him up set him up as well. You know, maybe. You know, another thing with Jan, though is it's like even when you check Jan's kicks, you end up breaking. Sure, your own Yeah, leg. they
0: still suck. Like they're yeah. The Pereira too, bro. These guys aren't going to be able to walk after their yeah. fight.
1: Yeah, no, it, they're just literally just going to batter each other's legs until they get tired of throwing kicks and they're like i can't feel my shins anymore and then it's gonna go to the hands and if you're giving me anyone in a hand-to-hand combat i'm gonna take a prayer like it's just how it is like he's too big and too scared like if i ran into him in the middle of the rainforest i i would think my life is ending as we know it
0: that would show imagine like being like a Nat Geo guy and you get lost in the rainforest and you don't know where you're going and you just see him Is
1: his Gallant?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're force Gallante and you're just like, fuck, I'm lost and you just see Poetan with a fucking spear just painted up just standing there breathing at you there's like a dead lion on his feet and he's just like
1: No, he throws the spear at you but it misses and you think he missed but then you look behind you and there's just a cougar like just like pinned against a tree Follow me, brother and you're like, fuck, (laughs) dude I don't know if I want to do this Yeah it's like the scene in um what was it, Hateful Eight? Where like the, the Indian pulls up and he kills a deer and he's like, Eat the heart.
0: It's like, eat the heart if you want my friendship. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah, dude first can we like exchange names? Like No. But um yeah, moving into our main event of the evening. This fight's a banger, people have been asking for it, and I mean us as well, Zach, uh, for a long time. The BMF, the uh, uh what's it? I don't know the BMF fight, lightweight main event rematch. Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Poirier minus 150, Gaethje plus 125, almost even odds. Poirier 29, 7 and 0. Gaethje 24, 4 and 0. These guys have the exact same career. They both beat everyone except each other. Well, I mean, Dustin beat them once, but like that was five years ago. They both beat everyone. Both had their time to rise. Versus, uh, Khabib lost. Both went on a tear again, had their time to rise against uh uh Olivier lost and now it's like well we're just fighting to see who's the second best in the division now yeah um fuck it's so hard to pick this fight dude i I think it's one million percent going to decision i don't see either one of these guys knocking each other out i just i'm i'm I'm,
1: on the opposite they don't get
0: knocked out they just they don't get knocked out though
1: no i i agree with dustin's take on it because a guy asked and they're like he's like he was like, "How do you think this will go if it goes to decision?" He goes, "I don't know, but I know me and uh he goes me and uh, Justin will be talking about it in the hospital because that's that's where we'll both be headed if this goes five rounds." He goes, "We're just gonna be in the hospital." That's
0: yeah, but no they, don't, they don't get finished. That's the problem. They. Ugh. I'm gonna tell you right now this this has the potential to be the greatest fight you ever watch in your entire life. Both these guys, res- there's been no shit talking. They both respect the fuck out of each other. They both know what they're capable of. And they're both two of the best brawlers ever in the history of the sport. They're going to fucking slug it out. And it's going to be amazing. It's just who comes out of the slugfest on top. Yeah. I think Dustin's got a little more brawl in him, but Justin's a little more technical of a striker.
1: You know, when I reviewed their last fight, there's a great account on uh, Twitter that I hope you guys follow. It's like, um, it's like the, mma commentary or something like that and they break down
0: yeah 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 um,
1: Yeah, cruiser four fights and they were going over their first fight and you know what dustin did extremely well is he's very effective in throwing like three to four punch combinations whereas justin likes so to utilize leg kicks and then throw like bomb over over hands and like set up uppercuts like he's very like stun you with one or two strikes and then put you away from there whereas dustin's like death by peppering like it's just like you're gonna get hit with a lot of Really good boxing, and you're just like it's gonna wear you down.
0: And I the think about Dustin too. Is James Kraus said this, and I've always been a big fan. Every time you hit Dustin once, he brings three back. Every so time. like that's the problem. He's like Max Holloway. There's just so much volume to keep up with. Like you land a, uh, you land a cross, he's gonna hit you with three. You know, and then he's gonna hit you with his two. Then you're gonna hit him with one. He's gonna hit you with three. Like he responds every single time. There's never a time where, and it's high level, bro. Your cardio has to be so good. You have to be such a high level fighter for that. There's never a time Dustin just gets hit and then they move. No, no, he he gets hit and he responds. So he always is winning volume-wise. That's really hard to keep up with. But Gaethje might be able to slow that down with the leg kicks.
1: I I hope Gaethje does what he does in the first fight where he brings out the cartwheel kick to try to knock him out because I just remember that, like, watching it. And he got so close to landing it that I was like, I think the world would have imploded if that's how that fight would have ended. Um, But like I said, you know, or like you said, excuse me. There's, there's no like loser in this fight, at least for the fans' sake. Like no matter what, you're getting your money's worth. Like this is, it's the main event over Prera <laughs> Jan for a reason. Although I wish they would have, like both these guys are main event worthy. I don't know why you put them on the same card. Um, I guess you just want to stack one card
0: for no, This, is, this is the card of the year. year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much good about this card. And You know, the fact that it's for like some superlative belt, like it is what it is. We've kind of discussed our feelings about it. But, you know, I know we're gonna do our like draft later, but I wanted to bring up not a draft, but a a fun little way to think about it. On the way over here, I was thinking of, you know, we have the BMF belt, but what if we had like other superlative belts? So So I was before
0: we dive into this though, we gotta pick who we think is winning this fight.
1: Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Dustin. I did he too crisp. They say, what what made me 100% believe that fact is, like, there was an interview that was brought up. It was like, oh, Justin is going to be a lot more patient and calmer fighter in this fight. I'm like, I've heard that every fucking Justin fight. Yeah. And then the problem is he goes out there and he does the same shit because he's that's what he's good at. Like, you can't ask a guy to change what's made him good his whole career. It's just not
0: favorable. Yeah, against... Did you hear Dustin's response to that question? No. They were like, you know, uh, Justin's going to come out much more peaceful. Ball. What do you think about that? He goes, he fucking better not or I'm going to punish him. He goes, I'm coming with volume and violence, and that's what I'm expected to be met with. That's what he said. Yeah. like It's just two of the – it's like – it's fun to watch because it's kind of like a Super Bowl. Like, it's just two of the highest-level guys in the world doing what they do best against each other.
1: And both are – here's the thing. Both of their – It won't the
0: ground. It will not touch the ground the whole fight. It will not touch the
1: ground. Exactly. Like, that's what kills me is, like – Justin is a D one wrestler, and his body literally rejects wrestling. Yeah, like if he even tries, it's, it's he's a like
0: vision oh, one all American, one of the high. He never got the wrestled Jordan Burroughs twice, never got taken down.
1: Yeah, and he's just like nah. And then Dustin Poirier, black belt jujitsu, nah.
0: Yeah, it's just it's um, they
1: use it. They use it to get back to the feet. That that's all they learned it for. This is
0: my thing. I think Justin is a more technical, higher level fighter than Dustin right now, and I think it being his home turf kind of. He's in Utah, he's Colorado. The the fans are going to want Justin. It's just really hard to pick against Poirier, bro. Like, he always finds a way to win. There's so many times where I think his opponent's better and he finds a fucking way. He really does. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to go Dustin also. I think it's going to be a decision. I'm going to go Dustin decision. Yeah.
1: War, Slugfest, Roy McDonald versus Robbie Lawler vibes.
0: No, it has that potential.
1: I pray. Yeah. Give me that anyway, back to our little like superlatives belts. I was I was thinking a couple on the way over here. Um, a belt that I would like to see given out is the gatekeeping belt. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think right now Max Go Holloway Jim Miller. Yeah, I was gonna say Max Holloway just has the belt for now, just because the guy above I you. Sweet,
0: that was like how crazy is that? If Alexander Volkanovski didn't exist, Max Holloway'd be on a fifteen fight win streak. Literally, literally.
1: But you get, you give him the gatekeeper belt. And the only way you lose the gatekeeping belt is either A, you lose the fight, or you go on a three fight win streak fighting for the gatekeeper belt. And then you get to fight for the title again. And then you simply trade belts,
0: win or lose. I, um, night, the nicest motherfucker, uh, Steven Thompson, Wonderboy. That one's already been well known. Um, you could do a battle of the most unlikable, Colby Covington maybe versus Sean Strickland. Yes, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> what are some other ones? Um,
1: uh the the journeyman's belt. You just put like Tony you you, you put Tony versus uh Cub Swanson one is, more time.
0: That'd be fucking sick. <laughs>
1: you just you throw them out there and they're like fuck it. They're like they're just going to do old man shit out there for like 30 minutes.
0: You could have the uh Dana kisses my ass belt between Conor McGregor and Holly Holm. Mm.
1: But uh Connor gets to be on unlimited amount of steroids. Same with Holly. Yeah. But Connor Connor has to win via whatever he predicts before the fight.
0: Think, I feel like there's there's one we're missing. That's a good. You could have like the worst personalities. There's some boring ass dudes out there. You could do worst personality. Oh um, oh,
1: what was I gonna say? I I was thinking it has it has something to do with like the Crone Gracies, where it's just like you either call it, like the Pillow handbell or like someone that like refuses to stand up and fight like any any butt sc- the Butt Scooter Bell Butt Scooter Bell you- I like that yeah just a scooter like anyone anyone that refuses to like fight standing up they just it's Crone Gracie versus uh, Duplessis and you just. Yeah, you just have them go out there and they can just pull guard against each other for an hour. That's whoever whoever wins gets to bring it home.
0: Um, yeah. That's everything UFC 291. Check us out and let us know what you think. Check box
1: Um, let me th- I saw two more things. I think I DM them to you. Oh, um Jailson Sun is going to be in the booth for this fight. Yeah. Yeah, forgot about that. First um, time 16 in- months. Yeah that that'll be really exciting. Um, I'm glad he's finally coming back. I, I think the UFC did a terrible job just like not being able to bring him on earlier. I think he's so funny. And you know, he's a guy that's also a high qual, like highly touted throughout his career. Um, he's never lost around. So he obviously has, um, some very important things to say. I think another thing we didn't really get to touch on a lot is, um, Growing love for Sean Strickland. We, we brought him up a little bit, but yeah, we are
0: kind of. He is growing on me a lot now that you un- now that I understand why he is the way he is, it's, he's growing on me.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but this man literally took to Twitter and posted a photo with tears in his eyes. And you would think that like someone close to him died, but then he realized that uh, Keith Lee was gonna come avenge his brother and he may have the chance to just put his hands on another man. And he dropped this no, tweet. No, Kevin
0: Lee was going to avenge Keith Lee.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It got it's not happening now though.
1: Oh yeah, which is sad. But Sean was like getting into it with people on Twitter. And he he made he brought up some great points. He was like, um, he was like, I just want to live out some fantasies of violence smaller and weaker, so I can really make some dreams come true. And he goes, wanting to fight weak, and then someone said to him, wanting to fight weaker people is actually very weak of you and he goes i fight the best he goes i fight the best people in the world when you love violence sometimes it's nice to paint on a different canvas That's you tough. have to be if if someone went up to you and was like i want to paint you on a different canvas i would probably run away dude
0: he's uh a, he's an interesting cat for sure
1: yeah um thank god for the ufc cuz if not this man would probably be in jail for murdering people to be honest you know this is just sanctioned sociopaths locked in cages so for our benefit, it's nice. Uh, I I kind of wish there was now a fighting show where you put death row inmates in a cage and like a death match, and it's just like whoever
0: whoever doesn't die. No, I I would be so for that.
1: Yeah, you like, would be
0: so for that. I would watch it. it. I would literally yeah. watch it. Is that yeah?
1: Yeah. yeah, maybe not a maybe not a fight for their freedom kind of thing because you definitely don't want them back on the streets.
0: No, 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 no. just fight for life in prison.
1: Yeah, fight you for, fight. For,
0: they're it. fighting for life.
1: Yeah, or every time. Every time you win your like death match fight, you get like a privilege.
0: No, I just think yeah. you get two of them, and they fight. They don't fight to the death. They fight like an MMA fight, and then the like loser. Death. The, yeah, but you can't. You can't do that. You can't do that in mind No one Why? can do that.
1: All right, so we, so we outsource it to North Korea. Uh,
0: that could happen.
1: Yeah, and 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 we make it like officially no rules, like. Punch to the balls, eye gouges, just straight like.
0: No, no, cage. you're just in a cage. There's no, there's no, just you and another guy in your underwear and you fight to the death. There's no time. There's no ref. Like, that's it. No, we
1: we're, fuck the underwear. We give them, we give them one loincloth. Like, 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 like the old, the old uh, Spartans. We just give them a loincloth. That cloth. would
0: be, sick. That and would be it, sick. And then if it's yeah. been like 45 minutes and no action's happening, you just throw a knife in there.
1: Yeah, you throw you you let him pick. You let him pick one trainer for like six weeks. Like no, no six. trainer
0: is gonna coach these guys, dude. No trainer is gonna coach these guys. You don't think so? No, no way. These guys are in there for horrible, horrible, horrible things. No trainer is gonna coach these guys.
1: No, that's true. It's true.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's we wrap. Got- uh, let's, let's 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 wrap this up. Yeah. Um.
1: Two FC two ninety one. Don't miss it. I promise you'll really regret it if you miss it. Other than that, um, shout out Pereira. Not Michael, though. Fuck Michael. Yeah,
0: shout out Alex.
1: Shout out those that make weight.